Despite three West Indies cricketers testing positive for COVID-19, series winners Pakistan and the touring Windies went ahead with the third and final T20 international. The Windies took first strike after winning the toss at the National Stadium in Karachi. Brandon King and Sharma Brooks laid a solid platform for the men in Maroon. The first wicket stand was worth 66. King, who made 43 from 21 on his 27th birthday, was the first to fall, cancelled by Muhammad Wasim. Brooks fell one short of 50 as he came undone to Shanawaz Dahani. Windy skipper Nicholas Puran and the returning Darren Bravo impressed with a combined effort of 93 runs from 49 deliveries for the third wicket. Puran recorded his fourth 50 in the shortest format in the process before he was dismissed by Wasim in the 18th over for 64. The Windies posted 207 for three, with Bravo ending unbeaten on 34. Baba Azam and Mohammad Rizwan led Pakistan's response with an explosive opening partnership. While Rizwan began the first batter to score 2,000 runs in T20s in a calendar year, the duo became the first pair in the T20 format to share six-century stands. Captain Azam 79 from 53 deliveries included nine fours and two maximums. Odeon Smith broke the stand of 158 at the start of the 16th over, with Pakistan still needing 50 for victory. Fakhazaman joined Rizwan in the middle, and together they kept the scoreboard ticking to the frustration of the fielding outfit. Rizwan, though, succumbed to the bowling of Dominic Drakes in the 18th over, with Pakistan still needing 24. The opener departed for a well-played 87, while Zaman went for a dozen after being taken at long on. Asivali came to the fall for Pakistan in the end. He hit two falls and two sixes. He won the match for his side after being dropped by Rovman Powell. Pakistan won the match by seven wickets to claim the series 3-0. Pakistan won the opening two encounters after batting first, while they impressively chased down the Windies' total of 207 in the third match to seal a series sweep. While hosts Pakistan romped a 3-0 victory in the three-match T20 series against the West Indies, the ODI series between the sides, which was due to start this weekend, has been called off because of a COVID-19 outbreak among the West Indies squad. The three-match series, part of the qualifying round for the 2023 World Cup, will be rescheduled for June next year. It's uh, It's been a tough uh, week for Cricket West Indies and, and the PCB. We had uh, a few positive cases on arrival with the West Indian players. Um, we, we had protocols in place which had been pre-agreed. They were put in isolation, subjected to retesting. The close contacts were also isolated and there was more testing done. We were able to get through uh, two T20 games until yesterday night uh, when we had three more West Indian players test positive. One of them obviously also suffering from an injury. There were two factors, I think, that led to the decision to reschedule. One was, of course, the, the, the well-being of the players, which is very important, of course. And the second being the ability of, of Cricket West Indies to, to field a team uh, for the ODI matches, which were the Super League matches and had points associated with them. 
um, given the player availability and the and the welfare of the players in mind, I think we agreed uh, unanimously to to reschedule the series, which is now going to take place in early June, 2022. Action in the Ashes will continue in the second test as day two will come to you live from the Adelaide Oval. You can follow the action ball by ball on SuperSport. While the dust has settled on the Formula 1 season, Mercedes have decided to withdraw their appeal against the controversial finish, the title-deciding Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, which saw Red Bull driver Max Verstappen crowned champion. In the aftermath of the race, Mercedes lodged two protests against the outcome of the race, which Lewis Hamilton led the majority of before Verstappen passed him on the final lap, having changed tyres under the safety car. Those protests related first to Verstappen allegedly passing Hamilton under the safety car and second to the decision to allow five lapped cars to unlap themselves behind the safety car immediately before racing resumed for the final lap of the race. On Sunday evening, the stewards dismissed Mercedes's protests, the team announcing that they had lodged a notice of intention to appeal the decision. Mercedes, though, have since decided against pursuing the matter further. Every step on the way, it was joint decisions. We decided together with Lewis to protest, to launch the appeal and to withdraw the appeal. As you can imagine, not only for him, but also for us as a team, um, it was terrible to um, be confronted with a decision that decided the outcome of the World Championship. But nobody of us, neither him nor us, want to win a world championship in the courtroom. But on the other side, we were deeply wronged on Sunday. And it wasn't just a, it wasn't just a case of a bad call. It was freestyle reading of the rules to left, and it left loose um, like a sitting duck. The end of their challenge means that Verstappen is now definitely 2021's world champion. The Red Bull driver will officially be crowned for the first time at the FIA prize-giving gala in Paris. Dennis Shapovalov remains on course at the 13th edition of the Mubadala World Tennis Championship, which features eight of the world's leading stars. The Canadian ousted fellow debutant Taylor Fritz in under an hour to advance to the semi-finals. He'll face Andre Rublev. Shapovalov rattled off 10 straight games to sail into the last four in Abu Dhabi. He prevailed 6-3, 6-love and will battle for a place in the final. While Fritz goes into a fifth place match against Daniel Evans. Former world number one Andy Murray successfully ended an ATP season without injury for the first time since 2017 and looked to continue with that momentum into 2022 and was given the perfect chance to do so at the Mubadala World Tennis Championship. It was an all-British affair in the quarterfinals with Murray pitted against world number 25 Dan Evans. Murray was a shadow of the player that was hampered by injury, looking comfortable on court in what was a dominant display, capturing three aces in the opening set and managed to save breakpoint four times, with Evans struggling to break the Murray serve, but the two-time Wimbledon champion earned two breaks of his own to take the set 6-3. 
Momentum continued to be with the three-time Grand Slam champion on court as Evans had no answer to his countryman's dominance. Murray this time bagging three break points for a commanding and comfortable victory in an hour and 26 minutes. Double Olympic champion in Tokyo, Belinda Bencic had the tough task of toppling Tunisian Ons Jabeur in the women's final of the Mubadala World Tennis Championship in Abu Dhabi. The last time the pair met, Jabeur retired from the match due to injury, but Bencic was determined to get one over the world number 10 in true tennis style and looked on course to do so after dominating the opening set, converting two break points to Jabeur's one to take the opening set 6-4. But the Tunisian showed what she's been doing on the WTA circuit on numerous occasions that she is tough to roll over as she managed to rally back in true Jabeur style, converting four breakpoint opportunities to level the match at a set-apiece and force a tiebreaker for the title. Momentum was with Jabeur during the tiebreaker, but Bencic managed to hold her own at the other end of the court, but the crowd played their part in getting Jabeur over the line for a come-from-behind victory and lift the Mubadala Tennis World Championship title. Abu Dhabi welcomes some of the best swimmers in the world to the 15th edition of the FINA World Swimming Championship at the iconic Etihad Arena, with day one's finals taking center stage. The evening kicked off with a world record being shattered in the women's 200-meter freestyle final. All eyes were locked on Hong Kong's first-ever Olympic medalist in swimming, Siobhan Ho-Hei. And the 24-year-old did not disappoint, being a cut above the rest in the pool, stopping the clock at 1 minute 50.31 seconds to make the record her own and become the first world champion from Hong Kong. I'm really happy with it and I don't think there are words can describe how, how happy I am because I was so close for a bit and uh, you know I'm happy that I finally did it. It's Hong Kong's first ever world champion, world record, so I'm so happy about it. It was then the turn of four-time Olympic medalist Chad Leclerc to show his class. The South African was faced with some stern competition in the men's 200-meter butterfly. This year's European champion in the event, Alberto Razzetti, was a firm favorite and it was no surprise when the Italian led from the front, being closely followed by No Ponti. The 22-year-old Italian finished off strong, taking gold with Ponti bagging silver. Third place went the way of Leclerc, holding off American Julian Trenton for bronze. It was then the turn of the final two events of the evening, the women and men's 4 by 100 meter individual freestyle relay. But it was the women's event that stole the show on the night. World record holders in the women's event, the Netherlands were in contention for a medal placing, but were knocked off by Sweden who captured bronze. But the drama was at the front, with nothing separating the USA and Canada. Canada, what can they do? Have they got enough to get the gold medal here? It is the United States, Netherlands finishing hard, Canada there as well. What a performance this is by the Canadians. The Canadians, oh, it's a dead heat, a dead heat. Canada and the United States, the clock couldn't split them. Sweden with a bronze medal. There's Morfino World Swimming Championship action ahead at your West. Day 2 will take center stage. Catch it all on your World of Champions Supersport.